You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. All right. Hello, Papa Friend. How are you? I'm okay, Leslie. Wonderful. Thank you for joining the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast on today. We have a lot to talk about in a short period of time. I know we could do uh, series one, two, and three, but we're going to try to get in as much as we can within the next 30 to 45 minutes. It goes fast. I know I'm going to have to stop. You already know. So I'm going to go ahead and start in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity to come before you one more time. Father God, I pray that uh, a special prayer for my guest today, Papa Fred, as he comes and gives uh, with clarity and boldness, as he comes to educate, inspire, and empower another woman and or man who is listening to, the po- to this podcast right now. We thank you, O oh God. We rebuke any satanic or demonic forces that might try to come right now to hinder anything that he has to say that could help in the healing process of a mother. And we thank you, O God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. So over the years, um, Papa Fred, I have heard you talk in just candid conversation about uh, your family. And, you know, as the days have progressed and I've heard more and more because I've been able to spend more time with you, I'm thinking it would be great to capture just a moment, just a little bit of some of the wisdom and golden nuggets that you have to share. So, Um, One of the most important or most powerful things I've heard you talk about in conversation is your mother and your relationship with your mother and the situation that caused you to have to leave your mother's house. So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your mom and how you ended up leaving the house because of the strong woman that she is. Okay, my mom was about four foot four and very strict. When I say very strict, I mean very strict. She had the thing, you gotta be in the house before lights come on, street lights come on. And you answer her with yes, ma'am, or or you can say just plain oh yes. You had to put that ma'am in there. So when I turned 16, I got kind of buck wild. No, take that back. When I turned 14, I got kind of buck wild. So I figured I could do what I want to do when I want to do it, but that wasn't working with mom. So at the age of 15, 
I met a young lady, my oldest daughter's mother. So I was, we all stayed in the same apartment building on Huff. So at night, I would sneak out and go over to her apartment. So one morning I came, came in around six o'clock. I walked in my bedroom, my mother cut the light on, said, where you been all night? And I said, I just took the trash out. She said, no, I've been sitting here since two o'clock in the morning. You've been gone all night. So that's when I decided it was time to go. <laughs> so what I did at the age of 16, I just moved out. Cause she had already told me, when you get to the point, you can't do what I tell you to do, just pack your stuff and get out. So that's what I did. Oh, okay. So one of my friends told my mother where I was staying. And one day she knocked on the door and I answered. I said, uh-oh. I thought she was going to make me come back home, but she walked in. She said, she sat down for a minute watching TV. Then she looked at me. She said, can I walk around and look at your apartment? I said, yes, ma'am. She gave my apartment a white glove treatment. Hmm. She went from room to room. Then she came back, sat down for another 10 minutes. And she got up. She said, well, I guess I can sleep at night. I said, why come you can't sleep at night? She said, I was worried about you. Now that I know you're living decent, I'm going to let you be the man you want to be. Mm. Okay. Amen. So your mother was 4'4". Four, four. Were how many how many um children did she have? Just me and my sister. You and your sister. So you've been on your own since 14? 16. Since 16. Okay. And how old are you now, Papa Fred? 77. 77. Amen. Amen. So over I would say the, this past year I have gotten to know um, some of your brothers. And every time I see one, I may just have seen just a couple, but you all look like you came from the same exact stock, the same exact DNA, only to find out that you're, you have only another sister and the brothers that you have, or the other brothers and sisters that you have, came from other mothers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you all look identical, like you all came from the same mother, but that's not the case. Well, daddy was, uh, he couldn't been no more than about four foot eight, four size five shoe, and the women loved him. I had, I had three stepmothers. Mm. And between them three stepmothers, we had, I had 22 stepbrothers and sisters. So what had happened, after my mother passed, they all came into my life. Mm. So at the age of 19, I met them all. Did your father introduce you to them or how did you? Of course, of course. he took me from house to house. I like, daddy, wait a minute, these ain't the same. Same people I met at the age of 12. 
He said, he said, slow down. I, I'll take you over there. I said, take me over there. Because everybody in that house where he took me was all dark skinned. And all the ones I met when I was 12 was all light skinned. I'm like, wait a minute, something wrong with this picture. Hmm. So he took me down the projects. I met the other family. Then years later, I met the family from Chicago. So I said, Pops, you something else. <laughs> so in the meantime, you know, he used to like to hang out with me, like to come over, sit with me while I'm detailing my car or his car or cooking on the grill. So we became more like buddies instead of father and son. Mm. We used to go out to dinner sometime, mostly to breakfast. And he was the type of person, he'd go in the restaurant, he'd tip all the waitresses in the restaurant. I'm like, Pop, they didn't wait on us. So it got, we got so popular at certain restaurants that we didn't have to wait on our food. Our orders be in before we even sit down good. Mm. Coffee be on the table and everything. So people used to always ask me, how my daddy doing? I said, you my age. Why you ask me about my dad? <laughs> That's the way it was. Pops was very popular with females. They loved him. Wow. Yeah. So he had 22, you went to visit a total of 22 other children. Yeah. Wow. And so did you have a relationship with him growing up? No, only when I turned 19. Okay. And how did that, how did that meeting actually happen? Well, my mother passed when I was 19. So my father basically came into my life when my mother passed away. So that's how I got friendly with my brothers and sisters. Did you know, did you know who he was before that? I beg pardon? Did you know who your father was? Like if you had seen Oh yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew who my daddy was for years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My mother just didn't trust him. <laughs> well, one time, <laughs> one of my mother's friends took me to see my daddy and, uh, he told me to promise not to tell my mother that uh, that Pops brought me over there to see him. So later on, him and Mama got together. And he told her, he said, yeah, I seen my son. Oh, wow. so Mama came home and she asked me, why didn't you tell me you saw your dad? I said, Mama, he promised that he made me promise not to tell. She said, boy, I'm raising you, not him. Mm. So she basically started crying in my arms. Because I couldn't tell her. I ran into him. She felt a little yeah. betrayed, you think? Huh? She felt betrayed by you, maybe? Pretty much. I, I think I was about 12 or 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And that's, 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 a, that's a real issue that uh, kids actually go through when it's, uh, you know, they have two parents who are not in the same household and they struggle with being loyal to one and or both, you know, and then, you know, your father made you promise, but then he was the one that told, which really mm -hmm. kind of put a wedge between you and your mom for a minute. So yeah, kids go through that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The one family in the projects was Oliver's. The other family basically on Utica was Dave's. 
And I, I couldn't understand why these people over here calling you Mr. Day and your name Mr. Oliver. He said, well, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> oh. So, but when the kids on the, on the day side got old enough, he wanted to change their last name to Oliver. But they, they were so used to the name Day, they said no. Wow. Yeah. So we got we got the day side and the Oliver side. Most of the Olivers are older than the days. Oh, okay. But how, they how old I got I young? got two brothers born on the same day. Oh. Okay. And then I got one brother born on my daddy's birthday. So let me ask you, how does that make you feel? What do you mean? How did it make me feel? Like, <laughs> it made me feel good. I had brothers and sisters besides one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's another way of looking at it. Yeah. You, you kind of inherit okay. some other, some more family. Yeah. So we the all, youngest. We all you got along. Even even my sister got along with him too. Okay. But most of the girls couldn't stand daddy. <laughs> I'm talking about my sisters. <laughs> right. Because they, they knew what that pops. meant. They knew what that meant. An untrustworthy yeah, they, man. And you know what, Papa Fred, a lot of times when it's like that, a woman will marry a, a man just like her father and she, as much as she couldn't stand him. So I'm wondering how many of your sisters actually uh, did that. They used to always tell me I'm the only one to look like him. I hear that now. Like some of his old co-workers or old girlfriends start crying when they look at me. They say, you look too much like your daddy. I said, whoa, leave that alone. Because <laughs> when they call me Freddie, I think I think they're thinking of my daddy because they call him Freddie. Right. Everybody called me Fred. Wow. How old would your father have been if he was still alive today? If he was still alive? Yes. How old would he be? Let me see. He'd be about 96. Okay. That's the age my husband's father is. He's 96. He's, he's still yeah. alive. So... As we get ready to close, because you made some very powerful points, what would you say is the importance or what is like some of the most important roles that a father can play in his son's life? Or what are some of the most important roles that your father played in your life? Well, he was he was basically proud of the little things I did, you know my interest in cars and what I could do to a car and how I could cook. And uh, I basically taught my daddy how to dress. Mm. Yeah, because he was dressing in suits and I told him, Dad, you look like a little gorilla in that suit. <laughs> so he stopped wearing it. No, I took him shopping. I introduced him to James Brown suits and Temptation suits. And by he being short, the jackets was right on time. Wow. And my stepmothers hated me for that. Because that made the ladies like them even more, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you said you're the only one that looks like them. I've seen some others that look like you You guys look like y'all are same from well, the mother and father. Oh, yeah. And we all got, got some of his features. Even a, a few of the girls got his features. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think are some of the um, character traits or principles that your mom instilled in you? Well, she she taught me how to how to uh, survive and 
and make money because at one time she had a store and the neighborhood had credit in her store. And at an early age, I used to keep her books and keep track of uh, the people that owe her. And plus, I worked in the store sometimes. So I had access to a lot of different things. I ain't had no business having access to, mm. like Pepsi and candy. Oh. Yeah, because at third grade, I got busted eating candy in school. <laughs> and the teacher said, Fred? And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, spit that candy out. But if you got enough for the whole classroom, you can keep it. I said, I got enough. That's funny. You got it from your mommy's store. Yep. Wow. She opened up my desk. I had a whole lot of candy in there. <laughs> you probably had a whole lot of friends, too. Oh, yeah. After that, yeah. Yes. Wow. But some of, my, some of their parents had credit at my mother's store. Okay. So I, I was I was uh, very popular at a young age when it came to uh, friends. Yes. Wow. Amen. Now, how many children do you have? I just got four girls. Four girls. You didn't want to keep trying for the for that boy, like your dad. I, no, no, my girl. <laughs> one thing about a girl, they love their daddy. With them boys, sometimes you got to chastise them. I had some nephews, they they swore me down out of their daddy because I used to get in their so-and-so so much that uh, when they talked about me, they just break into tears. They're like, we thought you was our daddy. You don't want to use the whoopers. But yeah, you know but what? Those my sister's boys. Yes. That is the thing that is missing today. That level of accountability to friends and family, the community to help hold our children responsible. That is the piece that is missing. Don't touch my child. I'll deal with it. And I'm sure, you know, it just raised a different level of respect towards you and towards men. A lot of young men today don't know how to respect other men because they are in the house with a woman. So when they go to school or other places, it's very difficult for them to respect a man. So I commend you for that. That is wonderful. Well, anything else as we prepare to close, because you have given some powerful information on today. I've been meeting a lot of people, which I'm going to um, try to interview them as well, but they have, they come from families of like 20 plus people that are their siblings. And I mean, I, I know that used to be the story a long time ago. You used to hear about people having eight, nine, 10, 11, you know, kids. But uh, you don't hear about 20, even even just 20, period. I mean, it's, <laughs> so thank you for sharing that information. But as we close, is there anything you would like to say to a mother to help her in her quest in raising her son? One thing I can tell you about raising a boy is basically... Just don't fuss with him. Sit down and talk to him. You can get more from him by just talking to him one-on-one. -on -one. When he do wrong, talk about it. Don't just scold him and leave it alone. You want to know why he did it and how he did it. And most boys these days are followers. And that's the wrong thing for a young man to be as a follower. Mm -hmm. You got to be yourself in this world. You got to think twice before you do anything, period. 
I used to have a bad habit before I did anything crazy. I used to count to 10. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get no no sense out of it, I just went and sat down somewhere and went home. I stayed out of trouble. And when trouble popped up, I was always at home. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that counting from one to ten something somebody told you, or is that something that something I something I I did on my own? Yeah, you know that therapy technique that they actually give if you go to therapy. Well, basically, I even tell my girls that even my grandbabies. I got one. I got two. I got a daughter and a granddaughter. They don't care what come out their mouth. But I always tell them, slow down, count to 10 before you say anything. And to this day, they preach that to me. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, as we come to a close, I would just like to share that uh, Papa Fred is my stepfather. And so I thank him so much for coming on today and just sharing uh, this, I should say, 77 years of wisdom with us. So I am positive that you have helped, uh, you have helped to touch something in a woman, in a mother uh, that she can take for years in her life. I want to say 77 years of her life to help her uh, in her transformation process with her son. So thank you so much, Papa Fred. And we look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Hearing what women have to say about what you said on today. So we thank you so much. And I'm going to close in prayer real quick. We thank you, oh God, for Papa Fred, for allowing him to come to share the information, to empower, inspire, and educate another woman on how to minister to the needs of her son. We thank you, oh God, and we just pray a special blessing on him. Pour back into him a hundredfold. Give him more wisdom. Fill, with him, fill him with health, um, allow him to prosper even as his soul prospers. And we will give, be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.